As promised, we got Stanford Steve. The listeners are, uh, it's New Year for them. It's 2020. This is like some, uh, what's the movie that just came out with John David Washington? Tenet. This is some Tenet shit. The listeners are in 2021, but we're in 2020. Hot Tub Time Machine 3? Hot Tub Time Machine 3. I got to see 1 and 2. Oh. They're all right. They're all right. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's I, you know, I, Craig Robinson's in those movies, though. It's almost worth yes. the price of admission. Yes, absolutely. While the holiday season may be winding down, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there is no shortage of action, and there is no better place to get in on all this action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GREENLIGHT when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any semifinal team to win it all. That's code GREENLIGHT for new players to get a shot at $100 on any semifinal this week. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500 deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so this this weekend is um, it's why the NFL is king, okay? Is it? I mean, it's why the NFL, for as sterile as it can be, for as boring as it can be, sometimes, for all the things we hate about the NFL, you're looking at Week 17, and there are like three games that don't matter out of the whole slate. The whole slate. I'm looking at a stat that said, "This from Field Yates." Talk about crediting my source. There are still seven playoff spots up for grabs, the most the most entering Week 17 over the past 30 seasons. Yes, there are now 14 playoff teams, but there are also 35 different possible wildcard round matchups. That is insane, dude. And I would say the new playoff format's actually kind of cool this year because there's enough good teams. Is there? I think there are, dude. I think any team in the AFC... Can damn yeah, I was more talking about the NFC. Like the, the NFC, I am all in on. But the NFC is like, can we just skip to the comp- conference championship? Well, the problem in the NFC is this: if Jared Goff's healthy, now I don't know how much of a difference that makes because we're talking about uh, <laughs> Wolford. By the way, it's not Walford; it's Wolford. Uh, he corrected yeah. that this week. With Jared Goff in, you've got a healthy, you've got a healthy quarterback. You've got a nine ten win team or whatever they're at. You have uh, a number one type defense, so they're not a waste if you have a healthy quarterback. The new format didn't do that. Additionally, uh, the Washington football team, we're hoping, slides in. Um, That would happen anyways, right? Yeah. So I don't think the new format's wrecked anything. I think the new format actually um, is kind of interesting. I think it's a lot of fun. It makes it a little bit more embarrassing when you miss the playoffs. Like The Colts have 11, could have, you don't want to put the cart before the horse they're going to beat the Jags but they're going to have 11 wins they don't control their own destiny they're the one team in the AFC that doesn't that's only happened three times before that a team wins 11 games and and misses the playoffs now that's mm-hmm. not a, a you know, certainty they need some things to happen Frank Reich said they're making a decision no other scores of the league of games going on are going to be posted in the stadium 
I understand there's fans a lot in the games now, and every single person is on their phone way too much, which makes home crowds not as fearful of what they used to be to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Is this a big deal for players? I don't think it's a big deal for players, and this is why. That's why uh, if you look at the athletic trainers, that's what their phones are for. And athletic <laughs> trainers all wear khakis. So you can see who's got the big fat iPhone. You can see yeah. who has you know a smartphone right there in their pocket. You could walk up to a trainer and just pull that thing out of their pocket. Now, you don't have their passcode. Usually, I would have one trainer. And I wasn't my first eight years, as you know, <laughs> in a lot of situations where I was score watching other than just for my entertainment on the billboard. Got it. But like late in the year, if there's something you want to see, I just go up to the trainer that I trust and say, hey, pull that phone out. I want to see who's winning that football game. Mm-hmm. You can't expect players not to want to know. I mean, it's just it's just natural. And and I knew this would happen, and we've got these situations popping up around the league left and right a little bit, and you can get away with it because there's not as many fans, so the Jumbotron is not a, a certainty. So it's really interesting. I mean, they, these guys are going to be these guys are going to be wondering what the hell's going on, and I think mm-hmm. they're playing in the late game, right? Yes, I believe you're right. So they're going to be watching the Titans and the Texans score because when it comes to the Colts. Uh, as, as far as the division is concerned, uh, they're probably not going to win it because the Texans are going to are probably going to get boat raced by the Titans. But uh, there's a couple other AFC games they got to keep an eye on as well because they're the only team of the five ten win teams in the AFC that need help that don't control their own destiny. Another thing to watch for in that little Titans uh, Colts kind of situation: Derrick Henry needs two twenty three to get 2,000 yards. He'd be the first franchise to have two guys who have had 2K with CJ and him. Uh, Right, wow. Yeah, 223, he had 212 the first time they played. So when I first saw that number, I was like, I don't don't know, because he was sub 100 last week, and I thought if he wanted to get 2,000, he needed about 150 or something. He could still do it. Um, But I also think there's a dynamic there where do you really want to run him into the ground before the playoffs? Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't see that being um, worth the risk at all. Did you watch JJ's speech last week and think I should have done that every year I was playing? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I mean, I, I totally get his frustration. I talked about yeah. this this week because Diana Rossini, our friend who had a tweet, uh, said, you know, hey, listen, and she's a big Titans fan, so she must be jumping off the bandwagon, huh? Um, wow. Yeah, I know. It's, you hate to see it. She said that I think that, you know, JJ's speech, there's reason to believe maybe the Texans are galvanized by that and then they go and the Titans season effectively. My whole my whole thing is like if you give that speech publicly, I presume as a leader you've given that speech privately. You know what I mean? Got and it. so if you're assuming that now all of a sudden they're going to turn things around cuz they heard it at a podium, and go beat a team that's much better than them after they got torched by Brandon Allen, I'm not buying what you're selling. Because, number one, they're not that good, and teams can try to inspire themselves all they want, but if you're not that good, you're not that good. The only way they beat them is if Deshaun Watson torches them, and that has nothing to do with J.J.'s speech. Okay, you think J.J. was talking to Deshaun Watson? No. So, you know... it's just it. It ain't happening. Um, All right. And and if guys have already heard it and needed to hear it once or a second time in December, they probably aren't the type of guys that are going to wake up like Ray Lewis on Sunday. Yeah. So agreed. 
Another thing that we have this week is we got three games that could happen two weeks in a row. Miami and Buffalo, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and then it who did I, who else did I say Chicago and Green Bay. Those three oh. games could happen twice in a row. And I think that's very interesting because it's not interesting in that we want to see it's it. It's not interesting. It sucks. Well, you know, Steve, you gotta find ways to make things interesting. And here's the game within the in the game. Like, what do you withhold? you know from your game plan i mean it's a it's it's a divi- you know in in some of these situations they're division opponents right miami and buffalo they all are they all are yeah all three so all three of them have seen each other already but it's a different season in december than it was earlier in the year when they played each other like buffalo and miami it's the i barely remember that game it was a 2010 or something like that uh yeah. down in miami and then in pittsburgh destroyed uh the browns now we got Mason Rudolph. Okay, that that's its own thing. And then Chicago yeah. Green Bay. They played a couple weeks ago. I don't think much changes. But do you withhold elements of your game plan? Do you do you who do you give tells that are going to be you know pump fakes in seven to ten days? You know what I'm saying? Like that. No, I, under, I totally get it, and that's why I think the decision is. And this is the big one I've been discussing with people all week is. What's the, is it really that big of a deal for Pittsburgh or Buffalo to be the two seed? Like, I don't, I don't think it is a second home game. Like both teams are at home. So you got to figure if you're the three, you're going to play at that other team's place in, in the conference semis. Right. So there's also a chance that team that's higher than you gets knocked off the week prior. Right. So I like for Pittsburgh, I get like sit everybody for sure. Take, take it all out of the equation. Buffalo. I feel like they've been so such a good first half team that they're going to go out and do it. Like you can't hold Josh Allen back. Let him go out, throw get his, get his stuff to digs. I think, I mean, from the looks of Monday night, they really want him to get that receiving yards record yeah. uh, for the season. Him and Kelsey are going toe to toe, but I I think it's way more important to make sure you're good to go. Uh, there's no buy anyway. Like I, I think, like for the Packers, you go out and you get that buy. Yeah, you know. Um, but as far as Pittsburgh and uh, Buffalo, I, I don't. This week is not important to me unless. Unless you're Pittsburgh and you're saying, and this is me like as a player being really greedy, like I think when you get ready for the playoffs as a player, there's definitely a team component of it, like what matchups do we like, what matchups do we not like, what are the variables, but there's also a player component where like if I'm an older dude and I like playing on grass, I'd rather have that two seed because I'd rather have Buffalo come down to us and not play on a cold, hard surface and maybe you're an older team, like little things like that, but probably not enough to drive your decision-making to your point, two and three is kind of not a, yeah, a big Yeah, especially difference. this year with no home crowd, you know? Yeah. Now, unless, I, I, I just, now, unless you look at the matchup that you might, which is almost impossible to do game day or game planning, in retrospect, you could look back and say, I don't like our matchup. You know, like one of the matchups this week that we've talked about that I think it's interesting to me, Tom Brady's kids are all going to have Eagles jerseys on Sunday night, which is the craziest visualization I can have in my head after that Super Bowl, but they will because Tom's not going to want to play Washington. He'd rather play Dallas probably, right? Um, No doubt about it. No doubt about it. He doesn't want that heat on him, and I understand, and that's just a better matchup, and you got to go up there. Uh, you got, if you had to go to Dallas, it's indoors. It's that sort of thing. It's just, yeah. so it's as a player, you, I can remember making runs and thinking we can beat whoever we play. I'm thinking about, am I playing 
am I playing Tyron Smith or am I playing some average yeah. tackle? Like yep. I am looking at that. So it's totally interesting it. as you get ready for the playoffs, like the things that you consider. And another thing is like, do you want to keep the Browns out? We don't know right now what the situation is as it stands uh, in 2020. Now the listeners in 2021 are going to know more about <laughs> what's going on with the Browns and their facility, right? Smarter. They're going to be smarter. They're going to be smarter than us. So you're already smarter than us. Maybe you could tell us what's going on as of 2021 with the Browns facility, but as it stands today, we don't have details. So maybe the Browns are so depleted that the Steelers are like, ah, if I play five more starters, we can keep these fuckers out of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And we just hate them. And yeah. we also maybe don't want to see Nick Chubb and those guys in the playoffs. So maybe if you really hate your matchup against the Browns, you'd play just enough people to beat them. Because last year with Mason Rudolph, you split that. Yeah. So interesting there, and then and then one more tidbit with the Rams, and and I don't know how that game goes at all, but um, the mm -hmm. under the totals down at like forty. <laughs> yeah, Kyler's playing. Kyler's playing, but he's probably not running. So you probably see the Kyler post Seattle oh. game. He's got that leg injury. Got it. Okay. And then what Wol Wolford, uh, who they really like. You talk to guys there; they really like him. They, he, he supposedly balls out in practice. He prepares really hard. I saw an inter interview with this week, and I was like, God damn, this guy is disturbingly confident. He's just got these dead eyes, bro. The, my psychological eyeball test tells me this guy's not afraid of anything. <laughs> I want to give you one tidbit on this quarterback room. I'll include Johnny Hecker in the quarterback room because he has 22 career passes, and that's 22. That dude is huge, man. <laughs> yes, he is. He's so big. Yeah. So... Hecker's got 22 passes. That's 22 yep. more than Wolford in the NFL. And he's got an 82 quarterback rating, and that's higher than Blake Bortles. So maybe you just start Hecker. Die. <laughs> McVeigh could draw it up in the sand. Get, him out, get a Hecker out there. Here's the X factor. Imagine, imagine if it came down to Hail Mary and, they, and Wolford couldn't do it, and they put Hecker, <laughs> Hecker out there out to throw there. the Hail Mary. <laughs> Here's what I think is, is against Hale Murray. Here's what I pray. Oh, that would be great. Here's what yeah. I pray would happen. I pray that Bryce Perkins gets some packages. And you remember Bryce Perkins, and I'm not being a homer here, but no. this guy is an electric football player with the ball. Absolutely. Not the no best doubt. thrower, but get him the ball in some capacity this weekend. Um Pittsburgh, Cleveland, as we as we just alluded to, there's a bunch of questions about the Browns facility. Uh they shut it down today. We don't know much more. Uh, boy, oh boy, who hates the Browns? The man in the sky, football gods, like unbelievable. It, it's it's really unreal, and I feel bad for them. I do too. I've I've felt bad for them forever. Um, it just feels like you know. Last, I mean, I know a bunch of guys that are in NFL survivor pools. They had Cleveland circled against the Jets last week. Right. You're feeling good. You're yeah. going in, and what? Uh, Twenty minutes before the flight. They lose the receivers. Yeah. And then what, what makes me crazy is it just shows me like who's really watching the games because they're like, oh, they'll be fine. Like Chubb, Chubb will run the ball and, and hunt, they'll run the ball in the Jets. And wait, how's the Jets D line playing so well? Like what, they're playing hard. They've like they're good. doing really well. Why did they only run 18-10? They didn't have their left tackle or left guard. Yeah. Like Will's watch Teller. the game and stop reading Twitter. Yeah. Pretty simple. And and another thing is, you know, we I think we all did a poor job of uh, of estimating. I think we underestimated the the Jets front and the Jets yeah and the Jets run defense, which has been one of their few strengths. I mean, like 
Listen. Shout out my guy, Henry Anderson. It's my Henry dog. Anderson, Stanford. Whoa. WDE. Big Hank. Big Hank. WDE. That's my man. Yeah, guy's tall. How awesome tall is dude. that guy? He's <laughs> he's like six, a legit 6'7". Fuck, he's taller than us. Yeah. Um, is he smarter than us? golfer, too. He's smart, isn't he? Yeah, he does. He's got everything. He's yeah, one of those fuck guys. That guy, dude. No, he's respectfully, awesome. He's, he's, respectfully, fuck that. Yes. Guy. Yeah, we'll get him on the pod. We'll get him on the pod. Yeah, let's get him on the pod. We right. I, we had Ertz on your Stanford guy last week. Great um, pod last week, by the oh, way. Too. Thank with you. All those, how about that guest list? Yeah. Well, how about the co-host Geo? Is he absolutely, absolutely just owning it, dude? Thirteen years old, just a total stud. Awesome. And I want to really wish good. him luck. He's at the doctor's now for New Year's, uh, having a procedure. So shout out to Geo. Um, absolutely. When it comes to the Steelers, yeah. One thing that I just wanted to say is TJ Watt is your defensive player of the year. Okay. Um, I've held out long enough. I don't like riding the wave every week. And you never held out before. With DPOY. I mean, I always want to get, I do hold out a lot. <laughs> I do, I do, I do want to get, I, I always want to get like, listen, Miles Garrett's my guy, you know, all that stuff. Um, Aaron Donald is, is, is like a little brother and, and a little brother that could beat you up. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and every year, I think Aaron Donald's in hmm. in the conversation. But this year, T.J. Watt, one of the best defenses in the league, 41 quarterback hits. That's the number when I saw 41 quarterback hits. I said, holy shit. Like, do you know how hard it is to get 20 in the NFL? 20? Like, the best rushers in the year, of the year, like when it comes to hits and pressures, have north of 20 every year. And he's got 41. He's 41. got 15 sacks. If he gets a half more, he gets 50 his first four years. The guy's unbelievable. Tuit has double digits, but my man Bud Dupree has missed. The pressure mm-hmm. rate's down by over 10%. Uh, points per game, you know, a touchdown higher, one less sack a game. That's one worry for me is, you know, can the pieces they have, as we've talked about, without Bush, without Dupree, guys like that, do enough to be a championship level defense and weather the storm offensively, even if the Finchner thing's true. Do you believe that 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 Ben took the uh, the reins back from him? I don't. You don't. You think that's a cute story? I do. I kind of had a feeling. <laughs> My question to you about your favorite team: uh, Are we doing the right thing riding Tua? Yeah, um, I, I I just hate the spot this week for them. I really do. Uh, I think Buffalo, we've talked about them at, at, you know, all every week, it feels like, like this is the best Buffalo has been. And what I mean that is I thought beginning of the year, I know they had the injuries at linebacker with Milano and those guys, but they were really underachieving to me. And, yeah. and, and when I look back, it's like really more impressive what Allen was doing, carrying that team when the defense was so far behind. Um, and you think back to the games against, uh, Tennessee and the likes, you know, everybody wants to talk about how much rest they had and how much rest Tennessee had and mm-hmm. this and that. But like Buffalo is, is really close to their ceiling, man. Um, and this is the best they played And Miami is just, you got to go on the road. You know, it's not going to be South Florida wa- weather. Um, I just think Buffalo is one of these hungry teams. Like Buffalo first half is one of my picks this week. Like, I think they, they've come out. I can't, I've been going back. I can't think of the last time they didn't cover a first half. They have come out and absolutely diced people up in the first yeah. half of games and coasted to wins time after time. And I think they do it again this week. And I think it starts in the first half. That's why I like it. And I think it's too much to overcome with Miami. Um, and I, I see Miami losing this game, but I like Buffalo first half. 
Which sucks, and out of the, I, I would assume, yeah. out of the five teams, Playoff. it's funny, we both love Miami so much, because all they need to do is win and they get in, we talked about the two teams yeah. that could play twice. Uh, it's happened 14 times in league history, six six times you hmm. had double winners. The Bills did it once. This is an interesting tit, tidbit historic, historically this week, Steve. 1992, we remember the game, uh, the, the year they went to the Super Bowl, uh, 27-3, they lost to the Oilers week 17, and then the Frank Wright comeback was the next week. So 35-3, mm-hmm. they're down. Uh, they're, they, they, uh, what, they, they lose the Oilers, uh, and then they have to play somebody the next week, the team that drug them, and they're down 35-3. They come back to, to, uh, to get the win. So interesting piece of history for the Bills. Uh, I don't think they play them twice, to your point. I think they get the win. I'm really I, – I hope Tua plays well. I'll put it that way. I, I just – you know, there's a lot on his plate right here, and we know, um, you know, what the how big of a spot it is. And I always think like these, you know, I, I growing up in Connecticut, it was always Patriots, Jets. Like these two teams, this is a this is a rivalry, Bills, Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's uh, it's it's pretty fitting to have so much at stake here. Um, but like I said, I just think Buffalo has too much, and um, it's a like I said, brutal, brutal spot and situation for the Dolphins. We should talk about this before the playoffs. What would you make the line against the best Bills team from the '90s in this team? Totally different wow. football, but that's an interesting conversation we should have before the playoffs. Yeah, because the first thing that sticks out is how many Hall of Famers are on that. Exactly. Not like I mean, they're all over, and the style of play was different. Although Jim Kelly was one of the best. You know, they were must watch TV, man, every week. I'll tell you, as a kid that was in my young teen years, and I wasn't a Bills fan, I was a far fan, but I watched the Bills every week. Yeah. Yeah. They're incredible. Yeah. They they were awesome. And I rooted for them in every one of the Super Bowls. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Last question before we get our picks here. Do, do you think Baltimore's for real? Let me piss you off first. Mike, Mike Tannenbaum said this week that, uh, that to, the the Dolphins might be looking to draft in a quarterback next year, or they might look elsewhere. Uh, Is that angry? I mean, he's got way more experience than I do, I but, know, but God. I know people are looking at what the Dolphins have done, and, and there's those people way, way back when they made this decision like, oh, yeah, we're going to showcase two and see what we got here, knowing that we do have that top three pick. Let's rifle through these three picks. We're going to give them. Let's do we it. usually do them on the gambling show, but since Steve's coming on the the uh, the main show today for New Year's, um, let's give them out. I'll go first. You know, Philly mm-hmm. fans might not like this. Doesn't matter. Um, Dallas. I'm, I'm giving out Dallas. Dallas okay. is playing well. Uh, Dalton's been balling out. Daniel Jones is as bad as it gets under pressure, and that D-line's been playing better there. They're peaking at the right time. Um, and Zeke's heating up. So I just think everything about this says Dallas, and, and the Giants' defense has been falling off. That was the thing that we said you know, would keep them mm-hmm. in games. It mm-hmm. hasn't been the same. Uh, it's the early game, again, to the point of, you know, we talked about this whole you know uh, slating conversation. They're going to have to play their, their ass off. If they were the 425 and Washington won earlier, I wouldn't touch this game. Uh, because of the variability, I like Dallas. Okay. All like? right. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the Jets are a better football team than the Patriots. And the Jets should have beat them last time they played uh, the Monday Night Football game. And I'm going to take the Jets plus I love three. That. I, I love I, that. I think, they're, I think they're better. They're in a better mindset. I still can't believe Bill challenged that play and threw the phone across the 
bench. Um, but uh, I like the Jets here. I know I'm not supposed to say it, but I am. I think the Jets are a better football team than the Patriots. 2020. I, you know what? Like, it was... We, we just overvalued the Pat Patriot or the Flying Elvis or whatever it is on the helmet. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. It's too... It's just too pervasive when it comes to like our concept of that team, and we haven't looked at them, you know, for who they are all year. And so, week seventeen, not too late, take the Jets, and that's uh, that's about a field goal. Also, the Dallas D- Dallas is given about a field goal as well, depending yeah. on when and and where you get it. Um, and then I like New Orleans; they're going to play hard. They need it. They need some other things to happen because what they want is that bye week, right? And the number one seed. That would suit them as well as any team in the playoffs. It's going to suit Green Bay really well because of the weather. I mean, look look at the other night. Uh, But also, New Orleans, 6-2 and all-time at home in the Breeze, uh, Peyton uh, era in the playoffs, 1-5 and on the road in the same span. They're just not the same team. A lot of it. They got to be O in their last two. Yeah, and and, and Drew's not. Drew's not an outdoor cold weather quarterback. He just isn't, and that's okay. Um, you know, I, I just don't think of him that way. And if you look at their chances, by the way, I don't like them as much as maybe we did earlier in the year because of the way the seedings come down. They could end up playing in Seattle and or Green Bay, mm-hmm. um, and that weather could go any number of ways. Uh, and New Orleans has been better lately. They're going to play hard. Um, and they're going to take care of business. Carolina, although I, I really respect them and, and I love Teddy and I love Matt Rule, uh, it's just not their it's just not their week, man. So they're giving about a touchdown. Uh, go ahead, hammer it. Uh, I'm gonna. We mentioned it before. Uh, Bills first half. It, the the game is like a pick 'em right now, which yeah. tells me they don't think Josh Allen is gonna play. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the notion that they've been that good in the first half. Uh, I mentioned the, the spot for for Miami. This is a different defense than Miami has faced uh, the last time they played. So I like Buffalo at home uh, first half. I love getting exotic with the first half pick there. We haven't done week that week seventeen. Yeah, week do seven, it. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, my third pick is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna pick some uh, some stupid prop bet to one up you. No, I like the Packers. They need the one seed, as we just talked about it. Let's not overthink this thing. Um, mm-hmm. In a huge game for both teams, you know who who are you taking? Aaron Rodgers, Mitch Trubisky. Everything about the Packers is it's a better team, uh, better quarterback better coach, uh, and honestly, uh, more to lose because the Bears aren't aren't going anywhere in the playoffs, okay? They got to get mm-hmm. in because it would feel good. It would yeah. be great for Matt Nagy, that sort of thing, and Mitch. Uh, but the Packers are going to roll here, and they're given, I think, about five points at this juncture. So take the pack, and I think the Bears are a little bit overvalued because people are looking at – talk about reading Twitter – the Bears have given up. They have scored thirty plus points in their last four games. Well, who have they played? Who have they played? They played. You have a third pick. Yep, okay. Steelers. I think it's too many points. We talked about the hatred and Mason Rudolph coming in. I still like the the talent at the Steelers uh, wide receiver position. Yeah. So I think as fast as we've seen Ben get the ball out of his hands, I think Mason's more conditioned uh, to do that. And um, I just think it's a ton of points, and there's a ton of pressure on Cleveland, man. And you talked about the situation at the facility, so it's uh, it's a chance to grab a ton of points with a, with a playoff team that that has aspirations at a championship. Absolutely. All right. Well, that that does it. You got your three your three locks. Uh, we talked about all the ways that the playoffs could could change, uh, especially in the AFC. 
Uh, but this is this is great, man. Wishing uh, wishing you a happy new year, man. What's what's on the docket for tonight? <laughs> like, well, every year, like Chris. Else, every know? year on January first, I get a year older. That's oh wow. Yeah. Are you a yeah. New Year's Day baby? Yeah, I am. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. I'm the worst so, with birthdays. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not like it used to be. Uh, but we still uh, you know, foot's on the gas, we'll still go. Um you know we'll what bring that, it in. You know what that does though, growing up, if you want to hang out with the boys, like like, you know. It's it's harder to negotiate. Hey, I'd like New Year's Eve with the fellas or something. Well, that's not a New Year's Eve with the. F- Nobody gets a hall pass to go out New Year's Eve. No, that's the, so really. It's I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amateur night. Amateur night of party. It really is. I don't think so. I'm gonna drink so uh, much. I'm gonna drink so many beers tonight. Somebody no, you're send not. me. A, I'm you're gonna, gonna text me at ten o'clock. Like, oh my god, I'm still stuffed from dinner. No, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna text you a picture <laughs> of all the beers I'm gonna drink later. I'm just gonna pile them up. <laughs> on the table and send you a picture because your boy is back. He's off the IR. I've been on the IR for six weeks. My liver right. is healthy. I'm getting after it tonight. So, Okay. Yeah. And before I forget, take Iowa State. All right. All right. You do love Matt Campbell. I do love Matt Campbell. All right, brother. I'll, All right. I'll see you next you year. You guys enjoy hey, your next crew. See you next year, buddy. See you next year when you're a year older. Holy shit. New Year's baby. Happy birthday, Stanford Steve.